Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. All right, all right. Sorry, I think I jumped you on the uh, the intro there, Dex. But uh, this is an emergency episode <laughs> live on Score North. Let's see here: Score North YouTube, Score North Facebook, Score North Twitter. Um, if you could click subscribe on the Score North YouTube channel, that would be excellent. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment emergency episode. Because boys, the Twins have just traded Jose Barrios who I, I will say is the best pitcher they've had, best starting pitcher they've had since Johan Santana was traded. He's not Johan level, but, like, you know, he's been a damn good starting pitcher for the Twins, a year and a half left of his contract, but he's made it very clear with public comments that he wants to explore free agency at the end of 2022, and the Twins don't have a big case to be made that they're going to contend for a World Series next year. So um, this was their chance to get something, maximize whatever value Jose Barrios had. And from a prospect standpoint, mm-hmm. this is a haul. Now these you know, prospects are lottery tickets, and you still have to play it out on the field. So I'm not going to pretend like these are locks, but in terms of what you can get in prospect return, this is pretty damn good. The Toronto Blue Jays acquire Jose Barrios, and they give up two of their top four organizational prospects, including the 16th-ranked overall prospect in all of baseball, outfielder and shortstop, and fifth overall pick last year, Austin Martin, and 68th overall prospect, who's a right-handed pitcher who throws in the mid-90s, big strikeout guy, some control issues, but Simeon Woods-Richardson as part of the deal with Toronto. I don't know if that's the whole deal yet, but it's basically those two guys for Jose Barrios. Um, I know we're all kind of scrambling and posting things on social here as we hang out, but uh, just your guys' initial thoughts on, on paper anyways, the return that the Twins got for Jose Brios, two of the Blue Jays' top four prospects, including one of the 15 or 16 best prospects overall in Austin Martin. Two things. So first of all, I, I think rightfully so, the Twins and Derek Balby probably in particular have taken a ton of heat from us for the disaster that has been the 2021 season uh they've done a lot of things wrong miscalculations uh questionable moves N- now more than ever the fact they didn't pounce in 2019 when they they had what was an outstanding team hurts more and more because they're not a contender now uh but i will say this as far as i can tell for what you want to get 
for Burrios, who, by the way, was leaving. So, like, this was, you were not going to keep him. He was going to leave. Byron Buxton's a different story, potentially. But Jose Barrios had made it very clear, and I don't blame him. He wants to break the bank. I don't think the Twins were going to be in a position to give him what he wanted. And we can debate about the cheap Twins there. But I'm just saying he was, from his comments, recently going to leave. This is a great trade. And and as Royce told us on the Wrapping with Royce segment on Friday, the day that this trade was made earlier today. And this is what I've been advocating for a long time. This, Phil, this is no longer the Terry Ryan era of, I'm going to give you a really good player and rob you of five players. <laughs> like, you're going to give me Nathan and Liriano and Booth Bonzer, who's going to pitch for us. Uh, we are, teams are smarter now. Teams are more savvy. And I have always been, starting with the, Santana trade to the Mets. I've always been more on board with get a couple of sure of, of what appear to be surefire prospects. So yes. Don't worry about the don't worry about five guys. Worry about two guys, which is what Patrick said. That's what the twins did here. Now, are these guys going to, to develop? We don't know. But for a year and a half, which is why Jose Barrios needed to be traded right now, not this winter, not at the trade deadline next year. For what the Blue Jays are going to get, which is a nice return. The Twins got exactly what a struggling team should get, which is two top-level prospects. Yeah, I like I like what they did here. Yep, I think, um, and I, I I'm trying to figure out exactly because Austin Martin I think is going to rank as one of the Twins, maybe the Twins' best prospect actually when you slot him in, but mm-hmm. for sure in the top three, depending on where sort of Royce Lewis falls. You know, this is also an admission, depending on what else they do today. I don't think they're going to trade Byron Buxton today. I think they should sign him long term. And I think, I think if they could clear out Josh Donaldson's money, and and they've already cleared out Jose Barrios's money, which wasn't a lot. He was making like what six million dollars this year. Um, I think it it just paves the path to up an offer to Byron Buxton. Cross your fingers, hope he stays healthy. But this trade today is also an admission that you're wiping the slate clean with your starting rotation. Pineda is probably not. I mean, Pineda might resign. He'll only be 32, 33. You could still resign him next year. But, you know, Maeda's 33. It wouldn't shock me if they traded him this offseason if somebody wanted to give you a prospect for him. I know he's under team control for two more years at $3 million a year. So either way, like, you know, I think you'll take it. But they're not going to contend in 2022. It would be shocking if they did. And so um, this was an unexpected blip, bad season. And. When you start to look up and down, Nelson Cruz was 40. Josh Donaldson, you, you, you were hoping to strike gold in the first two years of that contract before it started to get dicey from an age perspective. Um, you haven't had young guys emerge into the starting rotation yet, partially because you missed the minor league season in 2020. But like 2022 has to be sort of a collect-yourselves year now. And this is that admission, right? Just get some more young talent in. Um, if on the flip side, because I think I think you can praise Falvey and Levine for this trade on paper because it looks mm-hmm. like they got a haul on paper. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you would have told me two deadlines ago in 2019, hey, the Bomba Squad, the greatest home run hitting team in baseball history, chance to do some damage in the postseason. Not only are they going to get swept out again and then again in 2020, but their window will have closed going into 2022. I think we all would have said, well, that's disappointing. 
what the hell happened, right? <laughs> and then in retrospect, you would have said, well, maybe you should have been more aggressive. That was a first guess, by the way, in 2019. Maybe you should have been more aggressive at the trade deadline. Don't take for granted, oh, we got a five-year window here. No, you might not. It might be a one-year window. It might be a two-year window. So there's lessons learned here. Be more aggressive when the window is actually open. Um, but also, wave the white flag when you know that a player is not going to re-sign and, and get an Austin Martin-level prospect for him. So I don't know. My, my macro takeaway is, boy, it's really disappointing the Twins are in this position, and a lot of people failed at a lot of things organizationally to put them in this spot. But the first step, dust yourself off, get some good young talent in here. Austin Martin could absolutely factor in in 2022. He's at double A right now, uh, playing pretty well. And I think on the pitching front, uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. So he's 20 years old, also at double A. So he's probably a little bit more advanced. There's not a lot of 20-year-olds who are at double A. He has a 5.76 ERA, and he's had some control issues. And he's been much more hittable, I think, than they'd like. But he's super young for that level. And he has struck out 67 batters in 45 innings as a starting pitcher, which is nuts. So he misses a ton of bats. And then it just comes down to, can the Twins develop him? He's a raw arm. Can the Twins develop him? And we haven't seen a ton of that surface at the Major League level. So the jury's still out there. But seems like a good trade on paper anyways. So the negative thing about this, just from the point of view of the trade is this is what the twins have had opportunities to do in reverse what toronto is doing and i i see a uh comment there from a blue jays fan who says i'm a blue jays fan now i'm a depressed blue jays fan and i would ask a question why they're going for it embrace this this is what we've wanted here right 2019 go for it now we got sam dyson and sergio romo coming right but that's not going for it so I applaud Toronto as well for have, having the uh, the guts to do this trade. Mm-hmm. And it might be, it could be a great trade for the Twins. We don't know. But you know what? Toronto is getting a damn good starter back. And that's the type of trade that, that you want. Now, on Woods-Richardson, Phil, you brought up the most intriguing thing. Because he's 20, double A, lively arm, clearly ton of talent. But this is another one where we get to find out, does this system have the ability to develop pitchers to get the max? Because keep in mind, Brios was not theirs. And, and for all of Brios's faults at times, and look, he had bad Augusts that were hard to explain. Uh, he was never, I mean, I'm sorry, but he was never a true ace. He was their ace, which was yeah. fine. He was still a damn good pitcher. Um, but he wasn't theirs. And so what we're go- going to see now that this guy is added to is the list of guys that are supposed to come up in the next couple of years that are their arms. And and Derek Dalby was brought in here in particular for his ability to find arms. And can you help these guys take that next step where they go from being really good prospects to, oh my God, this guy is a good big league pitcher. That is an unanswered question, which again can be answered in this trade. Yeah. So if you're, if you're just hopping in here to this live Mackie and Judd, emergency trade recap podcast. The Twins have traded Jose Barrios to the Toronto Blue Jays. There are multiple other teams in the mix, including the Padres, the Dodgers, up until yesterday. I'm wondering if the Padres refused to give up Mackenzie Gore, who's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. That might have been the line where they say, oh, we're not going to give up Mackenzie Gore. And I'm a little bit surprised. Red Sox were in. Yep. The Rays were in. Sounds like some other teams might have been kicking the tires, but... 
The Twins wind up with Austin Martin, the fifth overall pick from last year's draft, who's now in double A and uh, and playing pretty well as a 22 year old. And a big arm, big strikeout starting pitcher who's only 20 years old, Simeon Woods Richardson, a second round pick from 2018, and a guy that is 68th on Baseball America's or MLB.com's top 100 list. Uh, Austin Martin is 16th, and by the way, he would slot in just behind Royce Lewis, who's 13th. And Simeon Woods Richardson is now the third best prospect in the Twins organization, ahead of Jordan Balazovic and and uh, Yon Duran. So we'll take your comments and questions yeah. on the screen here, too, from the Score North YouTube channel. Shout yeah. out to all of you Blue Jays fans yeah. right now who are watching this and chiming <laughs> in, and you're all depressed. You know what? Again, people, in Toronto, Jose Brios <laughs> might walk. Who knows? But your team's going for it. Your yeah. team is actually trying to load up. And by the way, you've got some – last time I, I checked, and I, I watched a good portion of the Blue Jays and Red Sox last night, and the Blue Jays absolutely annihilated Boston at Fenway Park. Last time I checked, Blue Jays got some good young talent themselves. So, look, I mean, we have wanted this. The the reverse is Twins fans and the media here has wanted this type of move from the Twins for a long time. So I get I get the part about prospect hoarding, and I get the part about, oh, but look at the young talent. I got news for you. Royce Lewis, 2019, Phil Mackey. If the Twins had traded him and gotten a return to make an impact move, you would not have regretted it yet. And Royce Lewis still hasn't played in the big leagues. So yeah, I'm just I'm, 100%. The Twins might have made a great trade. I have no clue. But if you're a, a Jays fan, I'm telling you right now, don't be depressed. Yep. And be that happy. honestly you're going what, for it. Well, you just brought up like there there's been three points in the last so the Twins haven't won a playoff game since 2004, which is bonkers. And if you're from it, Toronto, yes, that's true. And it's not like the Mariners, because the Mariners, I don't think, have either. But, like, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. So they haven't had a chance. The Twins are 0-17 or 0-18, 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games, not series. And to me, you brought up 2019, lesson learned. Now, I don't. there wasn't, like, a Max Scherzer. There was a Zach Greinke, though. Now, he would have had to waive his no trade to come to the Twins. Maybe he wouldn't have. Uh, But there were other pitchers available, and the Twins decided, ooh, We'll go Sergio Ooh. Romo and uh, Sam Dyson. That worked out well because we want to. We we don't want to mortgage the future. We, yeah, we like this team a lot, but we have like a five year window here that's never guaranteed. And prospects are lottery tickets. Yes, sometimes they bite you. The Cubs traded for Jose Quintana four years ago at the deadline in 2017. They gave up Eloy Jimenez and uh, Dylan Cease, so that didn't work out. Now the Cubs also gave up top prospects for. Or all this Chapman to win the World Series like right. five years ago. Right. So you have to be aggressive sometimes, and, and and we look at names on paper oftentimes. And this is the bad news for the Twins, like Austin Martin on paper, this Blue Jays top prospect. It's like, oh my God, that guy's going to be a stud. Well, he might not be, or he might just be a Jason Bartlett type player. Right. I went back just for fun at some key deadlines here, and I got to bounce in like three minutes. But Jake DePew is going to come in here from the Score Twin Show. Um. 2006, right? And Liriana blew his arm up, but the Twins had a chance to do some major damage. They were one of the best teams in baseball the last four months of that season, and they were kind of like, Ugh. at the deadline, it was like, I don't know. I think Soriano was available at one point. Like they just they needed another bat, right? Yeah. But I don't. We don't want to give up one of these top prospects. Well, here was the top prospect list for the Twins in 2006. At the time, all of these names were like, oh my god, Liriano, Scott Baker, Anthony Swarzak. 
Matt Garza, untouchable, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Moses, Jason Kubel, Jay Rainville, Kevin Slowey, Boof Bonzer, Jose Mahares. Like, in retrospect, you would have traded literally any of those guys for a big established player. Yep. 2010, I covered that team. I covered that beat. They would not put Aaron Hicks in a trade for Cliff Lee. We cannot do it. It's too steep of a price. I mean, 11 years later, you're like, what? <laughs> and that is, and that is to me, very parallel to this. Mm-hmm. So from a Blue Jays perspective, you're getting a damn good, let's say, number two starting pitcher, a playoff rotation guy for the next couple of years in Jose Barrios. A little bit of a warning. He's pretty bad in August historically, so you might want to look at that. Um, and hopefully the Twins lottery tickets work out better than some of these names that we're mentioning. But whenever you have a chance, the lesson learned here, when your winning window is open, yes. don't be afraid to trade lottery tickets. Don't be like It'll bite you sometimes, but not getting that extra piece probably prevents you from winning in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So This uh, anyway. also coming in from Mark Feinstein about just 10 minutes ago. The Twins pulled off the biggest deal the deadline day thus far by sending Barrios to the Blue Jays for two prospects, but sources say they are not done. Plenty more to trade, including Pineda, Robles, Duffy and possibly Kepler or Buxton. Kepler, I think Kepler could be going to the Braves because they they were the Twins were obviously talking to the Yankees about Kepler, but since they got Gallo now, that's dead. But the Braves are chasing a wild card in that d- division or potentially no, I I think they're actually chasing the division title, and there was talk that I heard yesterday that they're going after a pitcher and a bat, and the bat could be Kepler who could stick there too and be yeah. pretty good. Uh, I don't, the, the only guy I don't think has gone is Buxton. I, I just don't see Buxton. You're just not going to get the value for Buxton right now that you probably can in a, in a few months if you have to trade him. And this, Phil, but before you leave, this should open up one thing too. This should open up the window to go back to Buxton with a new contract offer. I agree. They should not trade Buxton. I don't but think I mean, they should trade Buxton. You know, they should sign him. I think, I think you could choose Brios or Buxton. I think to lose both is is a bit catastrophic, yeah. and I think with with the threat of Barrios being paid now completely gone, I think you go back to Buxton and say a hundred million. Yeah, uh, thanks to all the Blue Jays fans yeah, who found seriously. this on YouTube. Appreciate awesome. you guys. A lot, a lot of Twins Twins fans coming in here as usual. Don't be upset so, about the Jays. The Leafs got you down. I got a bounce for now. We're going to bring Jake DePew in, but uh, you guys are going to continue on here. And if you're hanging yeah. out with us on the Score North YouTube channel, we are Mackie and Judd. That's Declan, our executive producer, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Click subscribe on the Scornoth YouTube channel and the bell notification, and we'll deliver you Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. And find us also in podcast form, Mackie and Judd, anywhere you find podcasts. Scornorth.com is a great central hub for everything we do. And uh, all right, I'll see you guys a little bit later. Judd's going to training camp later today. but This is what a great week this is. I love this week. Thanks, Phil. It's fun. All right, boys. Talk better to you Phil. soon. Happy meetings. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Jake DePew's about to join us here in just a minute. But yeah, resetting. Minnesota Twins have traded Jose Barrios for a couple of top 10 prospects um, in Simeon Woods and Austin Martin. Austin Martin beating the fifth overall pick in last year's draft. Simeon Woods, a right-handed pitching prospect in AA who struggled a bit this year. Austin Martin has been a, been a very productive hitter so far in the minor leagues as well. And as Mark Feinsand pointed out on Twitter that the Twins, this just could be the first of many deals. We're about three hours away as of this moment from the MLB trade deadline. 
Um, but let's, uh, Judd, let's also bring our counterpart from the Score North Twin Show in, Jake DePew, who I'm sure has just a few takes. I'm sure just a few lukewarm takes on what has yeah. transpired here in the last half hour. Jake, what's going on? How do you uh, feel about the Twins trade? How's it going, guys? Um, so I have two reactions. The first is they got a huge haul. There's no question. This is a, a great trade uh, for the Twins in terms of the prospects they got back. Uh, Woods Richardson, I know his numbers aren't great at AA, but he's a, le- a legitimate starting pitching prospect. Should slot in right around that Joe Ryan mark in terms of maybe a little higher in terms of uh, their prospect status, his prospect status with the Twins. But my other reaction is, what have we been hearing from Falvey and Levine for the last three months as this season has, has uh, gone off the rails? Retool, not rebuild, right? That, that's what they've been saying nonstop. Well, now that's clearly not true. They are rebuilding. This is a three-year rebuild, in my view, uh, by by trading Barrios. Like, you cannot expect to be, uh, I think, competitive in 2022 if you trade away your best starting pitcher. So I think I think it was a good move. I think they needed to do it. They put themselves in a position where they had had to do this, but it goes against what they've been saying, and it's basically punning on 2022. Now, that said, real quick, uh, that said, in 2023 and 24, the window m- could very well be open again. It depends on whether or not they can actually develop all these starters that they've acquired. Yeah, so to, to go back to when um, the Wild fired Chuck Fletcher a few years back, and the owner talked about tweaking, it's always a lie. Like, if right. you have to tweak, you ordinarily, and and look, a rebuild does not mean that you are dedicated to five years of being crappy or four years. A rebuild just means that, that at some point in time, you basically looked at your current roster and said, it ain't working, we have to make changes. So I think if teams were to be a little bit more honest, they could use the word rebuild if they gave you more of a time frame. Because I think we always think now, oh my God, the Baltimore Orioles have been bad for how long? Well, that's not the norm. Like you shouldn't be crappy for that long. So the Twins are rebuilding and ordinarily teams are. I I mean, a tweak is done by an already good team. If you have a team that's bad, you're not tweaking, you're rebuilding it. So that's that's the first thing off this. The other thing that we have to be prepared for, and I don't know how the minor leagues are going to operate, but I guarantee you that a team like the Twins, Jake, and we've discussed this before, and I've been told that this is dead on right, and it's just not being talked about. A team like the Twins is preparing for not playing next season. Yeah. So, so if we have a work stoppage, okay. Now, in previous years, I want to say that the minor leagues have continued to play because they obviously don't fall under the same CBA. In fact, those guys get screwed that the big leagues do. So, if you have Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson playing in double or triple A in St. Paul, you win there because they continue to, to play. It's not like the pandemic shutdown where everyone in the minor leagues didn't play baseball. But I guarantee you there's a lot of teams making moves right now, i.e. the Nationals, that might be convinced that we're not going to have a season or much of one. And therefore, I again applaud what the Blue Jays are doing here, which is they are going for it. But if you're a clear-thinking, planning team, you're not ever going to come out and talk about it because it's a bad thing to talk about. But the plan for 2022 ain't we're playing ball in April. And because we're not going to be like, let's just let's be upfront about this. The odds of these, the CBI, I believe, expires in early December. The odds of actually a settlement being done before spring training is remote as hell. These sides hate each other. And Rob Manfred's commissioner to try and break the union as much as possible. 
So what I like about this from the Twins' perspective is let's acquire assets in a bad year for us that are going to continue to play in the summer of 22. And even if we're not playing, that's going to get us to 23 when I think we will have baseball on a faster track. So that that's a thought process that I really believe is not being discussed enough, which is I don't know the teams are really planning for 22 if they're smart. They're either trying to win in 21 or say in, in 2023 when all the acrimony is done, what are we going to look like? Yeah, so I agree. It is a smart move to to think in those terms. One pushback to that, though, guys on the 40-man would not be able to play in the minors, right, if there's a, if there's a strike or a work stoppage. So guys like Drew Strotman, uh, Balazovic, Duran, they would not be able to to pitch in double A AA or triple A and continue to develop. So they will be able to develop guys like Austin Martin, Woods Richardson. I don't, right. I don't think Joe Ryan has to be added to the 40 man uh, this off season, but I'm not sure about that. But, but some of these top prospects uh, would not be able to play uh, if there's a work stoppage. So, um, but yes, I, I do agree that I, I think it's unlikely that there's going to be baseball at least at the start of 2022. I think what's more likely is an abbreviated season, similar to what we saw in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it is smart to think in those terms, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 some of these some of these guys are not going to be able to play. So, uh, but I think I think the other question is, this is really now the test. This is the true test of whether Falvey and Levine can develop starting pitching. They have gotten all of these prospects now, and they're all at the high in the high minors, basically. Belzovic, Duran, Strotman, Woods, Richardson, Joe Ryan, the list goes on and on. They have to turn at least two of these guys into legit MLB starters, right? Not back end guys, but legit, you know, at least two number two or number three starters, and then turn it, yes, and then turn another couple of them into legitimate relievers, right? Um, And if and so, you know, I don't know how long Twins fans are willing to give them to do that. You know, we've given them five years, and they really haven't developed anyone yet. Um, I, I'm certainly willing to give them at least one more year, uh, to, to get that done. But like, again, if there's a work stoppage that will hinder their progress, but th- this is the true test for them. Now there's no more excuses in terms of de- developing starting pitchers. Uh, the system is inundated, uh, with starting pitchers and it's time for, to, to see some of them at the major league level and see some of them actually have some success. Uh, quickly, by and the you, way, both yeah. teams have uh, confirmed this trade. So the Blue Jays and okay. Twins have officially announced this trade. This is a, an official trade three hours until the MLB trade deadline as we're recording this right now on our Score North YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button for all Twins, Wild, Wolves, and Vikings content on our Score North YouTube page too. And Jake, back to your point too, these are now all their guys as well. So, so like there's no, well, that's a Terry Ryan guy or that, or, or that, that's a former uh, Twins executives guy. And this is that, no, these are all the, their guys. And, you know, Derek Falvey was brought in here with the reputation of from Cleveland. He can develop pitching. He can find pitching. It's a miracle what he can do. And so far, five years in, that's fallen completely flat. So I'm with you. I think that this becomes a huge test. Now, on Austin Martin, what intrigues me too is is he is according to mlb.com the second listed prospect in the blue jay system shortstop outfielder and i like the same thing about him that eventually hopefully we can like about royce lewis which is shortstop outfielder to me means athlete like it means he could be a shortstop he could be an outfielder he could be a second baseman but most importantly he is an athlete who can play baseball. So he's not locked into you got a big um you got a big power slugging first baseman. I like this trend towards trying to get guys who can come here and then you can decide hey, he could play center field eventually. 
He could play shortstop, which is the most athletic position on the field. That's a good trend, too, to have as many guys who can play in different positions and have that ability as possible. Yeah, and that's the trend that we're seeing in MLB. They're kind of going the same route as as the NBA in terms of positionless players, right? You're not locked into one position anymore, and we're seeing that with Nick Gordon. I mean, Nick Gordon literally never played center field in the minors uh, at any level and has stepped in and done a really nice job defensively in center. Is he Byron Buxton? No, but he's shown that, you know, if you're a good athlete and you have a high baseball IQ, you can play multiple positions, even if you don't have a lot of experience. So yes, I like that about Austin Martin. I like it about Royce Lewis, Nick Gordon and others. Uh, Jose Miranda can play all around the infield. Uh, And so I think the twins are going to be really young and really athletic. It's going to be a fun team next year. If there is a season and, mm-hmm. and, and through, you know, 2023 and 24, again, I think they're punning on, on having a world series contender, really a playoff contender in 22. But if you look at where the white Sox are, and I'm sure, you know, that factors into this equation, they're so far behind where the white Sox are in my view that I think winning the division in 22, even if you had kept this core intact was, was unlikely. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to be excited about. It just means that this window has closed now. And I, it, it, it's hard because there are two narratives here. One is that this is this is going to be a fun young team for years to come. But the second is that this window with these, this core group has closed without a single playoff victory, yep. you know, and, and, and that's, you know, five years with Falvey and Levine, uh, three playoff appearances, but but zero playoff wins. Uh, that has to be seen as, as a failure for sure. You know, Absolutely. and I'm. I'm not saying that the twins should fire them, but it's a clear failure that this was a window that we were all really excited about as a team that could potentially contend for a world series. And they're closing it with, with, you know, really nothing to show except a couple of division titles. I like this, this trade from a twins point of view, but as Phil and I just discussed this also from the Toronto end, and we've got, and we we appreciate them, a bunch of Jays fans who uh, Jays fans on here who are not pleased because they clearly gave up two high-ranking prospects. Uh, but this is a lesson as well for Falvey and Levine. And to go back to 2019, Jake, this is why you make a splash trade and potentially give up some guys that you absolutely love um, and you don't prospect hoard because you don't know. You can't just go through and declare the window's open, the window's closed, the window. I mean, go back. Dad Levine in 2019 said – and we all agreed the window is only cracked and we will decide when it's fully open to make the trades to make us a world series contender guess what the window bleep and broke it never happened so so just from a blue jay standpoint and if you're a jays fan why i would be happy about this is your team's going for it and look if you had dealt Royce Lewis and another prospect in 19 and brought in the type of help that you probably should have back then and you go for it, that looks really smart now. Cause guess what? 2022 is a disaster and Royce is not here. And so you can't just go through and, and you can't, you don't get to decide when the window is open and when it's closed, it becomes clear to you presented by the sports gods, right? The baseball gods. 2019, you're hitting home runs. It's unbelievable how good your team is. It's popped up. Take advantage. Don't tell me, well, three uh, three years from now, we're going to be great. You don't get that. You know what? You can't know that. 2021 is a disaster right now. By the way, um, also, old friend Eddie Rosario has just been traded to the Atlanta Braves. For oh, that might be the ca- that might be the ca- <laughs> for cash considerations and Pablo yep. Sandoval. 
What? <laughs> what is Cleveland is aggressively bailing. Yes, aggressively. They they traded uh, Cesar Hernandez, the second baseman, to the to the White Sox last night. Francona has called it quits for the rest of this year, I believe, because of a health issue. And now they they just took on Pablo Sandoval, which is awesome. That that actually impacts uh, the Twins, though, Jake, because there was some talk that I believe was probably viable yesterday that the Braves, in trying to in trying to make a run at that, that division, were going to pursue pitching today and a bat. And the bat was possibly going to be Kepler, who had been in play with the Yankees, but with Gallo going there, is out now. Uh, if Rosario is going to the Braves, my guess is Kepler to Atlanta is probably dead too. Yeah, and so let's. So I saw a comment from Jason Hegstrom saying, "This is great, but where's the reckless, reckless speculation?" So <laughs> let's recklessly speculate a little bit. There's still three hours to go. Uh, are the Twins going to make another major splash in, in you guys? In your, in your opinion, because I think, I mean, obviously I think they're going to trade Pineda. They're going to trade Robles if they can, um, you know, Simmons, if they can get anything for, for him, but are they going to trade Kenta Maeda, Max Kepler, Byron Buxton? I still think they're going to move one more big name, somebody who's not on an expiring deal. Uh, I don't think they'll trade Buxton. Uh, I think that's more likely in the winter, but it would not surprise me at all to see Kepler go uh, or Maeda because Maeda right now you don't need if you're if you're rebuilding right and looking more to 2023 is it worth it to keep Maeda I know he's on a very team-friendly contract but he's also what 33 or 34 uh and he won't want to be around for a rebuild he's chasing rings right so does it make sense to move somebody like Maeda for for prospects I think Rogers is gone I yeah think because there's because again what is the incentive to keep him you're punting completely and and he could bring you immediate value back or or in going to a team. So if I was to rank who I think is going to be moved by three o'clock today, that's a splash move. I would say Rogers one, Maeda two, Kepler three, because I not because they don't want to trade him. I just think it's drying up, and I don't think they'll take nothing back for him, which they shouldn't. Um, I don't. Yeah, and Buxton four. I just why would you trade Buxton now? Because you're not going to get the value back that you possibly could once you trade him potentially in the winter if he's healthy. And I told Phil this, Jake. The other thing, too, now is with Brios off your books, I think you immediately go back to Buxton and say, $100 million, X amount of years, let's get this done. Because why wouldn't you? Brios is gone. You, you didn't bring in salary back. So I don't think that trading both Barrios and Buxton and punting there is acceptable. I do believe that Barrios was going to explore the market and leave, okay? So I completely can get that one. I don't love it, but I get it. And the trade that they made appears to be a good one. But I think at this point in time, the Twins' feet should be held to the fire to a certain degree to get Buxton signed now. Because tell me, why can't they? Like, if you were afraid we might have to eventually pay Barrios, you don't now. So sign him and and get him done but yeah i think rogers because it's just a sprain is going to come back i think he will get traded by 3 p.m today the maeda return might have to be too good for what they can get at this point that's my only thought there yeah so so on rogers i think so much of of trading him depends on how long he's going to be out so i saw that he was going to get a second and a third opinion uh, on his sprained uh, middle finger. I don't yes. know that anything's been reported on what those opinions have said, uh, but it's not clear 
you know, I, I would assume that a sprained finger would mean that he would be back in time for the playoffs for some team. But, I, you know, I, I don't know that for sure, obviously. Um, but I, I'm guessing they've gotten medicals done. I'm guessing they've gotten, you know, several opinions done and that, and that they're presenting that to, to potential trade partners. But if, if he is going to be back by September, uh, why, you know, I don't think that would lower his value that much. Uh, you know, it, a, a, a team that's trading for him would only be missing out on one month of him and where you really need uh, a reliever like Rogers is for the playoffs. Um, right. So, so if he's going to be back before the end, end of the season, I would expect him to be moved. Um, as far as Buxton and the injury thing, I said this on the podcast, but if they are going to trade Buxton and I don't think that they should, but um, if they are going to trade him, teams do know that he'll be back this year, right? I mean, he's due to, to, to come back in probably mid to late August. It's not like a concussion where it's unclear uh, how long he's going to be out. So if you trade for Buxton now, um, you know, you could argue that his value is, if you're going to trade Buxton now, you could argue that his value is actually higher now than it would be in the winter because the, the team that you're going to trade into would get him for two playoff pushes. That being said, there is no excuse to not sign Buxton now. They absolutely right. need to. You cannot trade away your best starter and your best position player and potentially your best reliever in Taylor Rogers. Uh, they have, they clearly have the money. Buxton can be part of a rebuild and still be there when the team, uh, you know, opens the window back up. So I think you have to go five for 100 or significantly increase the incentives. It sounds like that was part of the issue on Buxton's side, uh, that they weren't happy with what the incentives looked like if Buxton were to play, uh, you know, a significant number of games each season. Um, or, you know, I don't know for sure that's what the incentives was, but my guess is it's somewhere along those lines of, you know, games played, played appearances, et cetera. Uh, so if, if you need to increase that, then increase that. If you need to increase the amount of guaranteed money uh, up to $100 million, I would absolutely do that. You can't let all of these guys walk. And Buxton is a generational talent. There aren't many guys that come through the Twins organization or any organization with his talent. I don't think you can let him go. I really don't. All right. Let's also t- talk about a guy who I think by... 3 p.m. today, if the Twins are sane, they will absolutely trade because there is no incentive to keep him, and I would give him away um, and probably have to pay a portion of his salary. Get Josh Donaldson out of that clubhouse ASAP. Get him to a team that can use his bat. He still has value. He is a he is a professional player. So, uh, But, I mean, you are now stripping. Like, I at least appreciate what the Nationals did last night which is if we're going to strip it down let's strip it down let's not go half ass and then so if you're going to do what the twins are doing and jose barrios being gone uh means that your pitching is basically down to nothing nothing i mean god forbid you might have to recall the shoe uh so at this point in time i would get buxton out of there or i'm sorry i would get donaldson out of there because what's the incentive to have a guy who's going to be miserable and rightfully so? He signed here to win a World Series. Um, I just think it's a, I think it's a bad idea to have a veteran who's wired like him in a clubhouse. And I'm sure that they'd say, well, he'll lead and he'll do this and that. But his incentive to sign here never had anything to do with anything beyond trying to win a championship. So I guess my advice would be move him. I know you probably have to pay part of the salary. Perhaps you, because you do, you get a little bit of an upgrade of a prospect. I don't see a lot of good coming from keeping that guy for the rest of this, what is basically going to be a death march. Do you? No, I don't. And it's not because Donaldson's not still a good player. He's a very good player. Right. Um, but like you said, he's, he's what, 34, 35. He's trying to get a ring. Uh, he has no interest, I'm sure, in being around for a rebuild, as you just said. 
the problem is he, he, he doesn't have trade value. You know, I mean, you're going to have to eat a lot of that contract to get anything for him. Um, so you could just gift him to a team. Um, I don't know if, if any team would take on the, the full 55 million or whatever he's owed. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you basically would have to gift him to a team, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think Donaldson is great in a winning clubhouse. I don't know that he is somebody that you would necessarily want around for, uh, for a losing team, for a rebuild. Like it just, that, again, like you said, Judd, that's not why he's here. That's not what he wants. Uh, and so you could see that going sideways pretty quickly. Um, but they're going to have, it, it, it depends on payroll. It depends on how much they're willing to eat, whether they can, um, whether they can move him. Let me ask you guys this. Do you see uh, Miguel Sano? So somebody just commented, uh, is Sano going to get traded? Is, is there any, there you go. Is there any chance uh, in your mind that a team would be willing to take on Miguel Sano? I don't see that. Although, you know, he's, he's on a hot streak right now. Maybe that mm-hmm. convinces some team. Um, but I, Judd, I know you were saying the Red Sox. Now they've got Schwarber. Not now. Yeah. yeah. Um, was a nice upgrade for them. Yeah. It, it, I just don't see a path to training Sano unless you basically take on his entire salary. Yeah, no, I, I don't see it. I'm, my feeling is that he can't come back n- next year. I mean, he's a disaster at the plate. It's not going to change. Like, we could talk about, oh, but look at the home runs. I don't care at this point. So I do think that you have to find a resolution before you next play baseball where he is not on your roster after 2021. Um, And you know what? If a team is trying to get a guy with some pop once in a while and they come to you today and give you something, I would personally take it. But yeah, that one, that one, I just don't know that there's going to be, that you can find a team desperate enough to be like, We'll take our chances now. So I doubt that one. I, I think what this does, though, uh, with the Brioles trade being done now, you guys, I think this does unclog the drain, though, where we are going to see a lot follow by three. I think Simmons has to be gone. Like, there is no reason. J- just do him a favor and trade him. Pineda, I trade him, which is why I say it. I think the shoe might be back. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the shoes comments by the yes, way? Have you guys did. talked about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, we did. Uh, my problem with the shoe is he was so bad. Just shut up. Uh, <laughs> he's not wrong necessarily, but he's not the right guy to be criticizing what the twins asked him to do because he failed so miserably across the board. Now, if that's Barrios, if Barrios goes to Toronto and o- opens a vein, I'm like, cool. Yes. Tell us what's wrong. Uh, but when a guy is as bad as the shoe was, and, and then it's like, well, they tried to. And by the way, shoe, shoesy, you're having success at AAA, okay? Big difference in competition. So I thought his comments were interesting, but he's the wrong guy to be saying it. Like, don't tell me what they're doing wrong when you were that bad. If he had been halfway decent, and then, like, if Lance Lynn now came out and said, here's what they did wrong, I'd be like, okay, because you've been really good since you you left. But he's been good in the big leagues, Jake. When when a guy who's gone to AAA now is like, well, I'm great in AAA, so here's what the Twins did wrong. I'm like, dude, it did. He's a terrible signing. It didn't work. But that rubs me the wrong way that a guy who was that feeble would now be telling us what was done wrong to him. Yes, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, he obviously, you know, you can't just blame it. Analytics and and the Twins, you know, misguiding him or whatever. Um, but I do think it gives a little bit of insight into how the twins are trying to, to, to develop pitchers. Um, and, and, you know, he is a veteran. He's been with a lot of different organizations. He's seen a lot of uh, different approaches to how organizations develop pitchers. So he does have insight in that way. Um, and you know, twins like to talk about individualized plans, 
for each for different players. Right? Falvey's mentioned that a lot that mm-hmm. um, that they don't. He really scouts at this whole notion of that it's like a one size fits all that they're using analytics in the same way um, for each player. But it, I, I mean, in the case of of Shoemaker, at least based on his comments, that's kind of what he is saying. You know that that, that they had a specific approach in terms of their analytics and how they wanted their pitchers to attack hitters uh, that didn't work at all. Now, I, again, like I. You're right that he he had a terrible year, and I'm not saying that if he went to a different organization, he would become, uh, you know, Garrett Cole or whatever. But like, the fact that they've had so much difficulty developing starting pitching, and to then have a veteran pitcher, whether you buy it or not, to come out and make those comments, it, it's interesting to me. It, it does provide a little more evidence that that maybe their system has some flaws to it, and maybe the way that they're trying to communicate. Uh, analytics to some of their their players, whether they're young players or veterans like Shoemaker, uh, maybe there are some holes in, in that communication process and they need to get better at that. Uh, so I'm with you. I understand like he probably doesn't have the track record this year to be right. making those comments, but it does give you a little bit of insight um, into how at least some pitchers are, are viewing the way the trends, twins are trying to develop them. So j- just to re- reset as we continue here, uh, you are watching Score North. We are live right now. Coverage of Jose Barrios. Being traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for two top prospects, MLB.com. Austin Martin comes back to the Twins, shortstop outfielder. He uh, started the day ranked second in the Blue Jays organization. And the fourth-ranked prospect was right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods-Richardson. Both of them were at double-A. The Twins get both of those, so a very good trade for the Twins. The trade deadline is at 3 p.m. today. We're expecting more action from the Twins. Don't know if we're going to get another splash. Hey, Dex, if you have a second, your your thoughts on what's next and i'd be curious what you think do you think buxton gets moved or do you think he stays put i think buxton stays put um you know i, I know that, that you can make the case that all right well you've traded jose barrios maybe you knew another salary dump for donaldson um you know yeah you just move on from all these ufas essentially and, and Robles, simmons etc um if you can move donaldson i think that'd be huge i think that clears the way and then you can start this extension talk again with with in this winter I think you can, if you and, and be serious about it and just understand that look this guy might only play in 50 to 60 percent of the games but he's a difference maker when he's on our when he's on the field for us um I would think Donaldson if you can get him moved go for it uh I think it might be harder to get Taylor Rogers moved just because of this finger injury I know you can still trade him but I, I think man just horrible timing on that front uh yeah. but I I think you know the Robles and Pineda like that yeah, I expect them to be moved, but obviously the return there is blech. Like I don't really care. Just take the bag of chips and go home. But if you can, if you can move Donaldson off your books, then I know again that return wouldn't be wouldn't necessarily be getting a good return. You'd just be clearing out that contract or the majority of that contract. I think it puts you in a good place. The, the, you couldn't just run back this team, and I, I really don't understand the notion of let's run it back one more time. The Washington National, Nationals won a World Series less than two years ago, and they just punted on Trey Turner. Now Max Scherzer is going to be a is going to be a free agent, so that that makes a little more sense. They literally won a World Series two years ago and said we're not going to run this back again. We're not going to make another poll for Max Scherzer. Here's also Trey Turner. We're going to enter a rebuild. Self awareness by like competent organizations is humongous, and I'm actually proud of Falvey and Levine for not going into this. Well, if it's not going to be this exact prospect or this exact return, we're going to hold on to Jose. For like the first time all season, honestly, bravo to Derek Falvey and Thad Levine for recognizing that you will, if you run this back, it's not going to be 
to the extent that it was in 2019 or 20. The Chicago White Sox are way ahead of you right now. I know the rest of the division is basically a bleep show after Chicago, but good on them to recognize that the the time to retool or rebuild for right now is for 2022, and maybe in 2023 you pop back up. And, and let's be clear, because we... And I totally agree with everything you just said there, Dex, but we've been ripping them all season on this podcast. They are two for two, I think, in this trade deadline. The Nelson Cruz trade was a great trade sure. uh, to get Stratman and Ryan and get $5 million off the books. And I think this trade is a, a really strong one, too. Now, that remains to be seen. You can't really evaluate it until three or four years down the road. But I am I'm very happy with the returns that they got for, for both Cruz and Barrios. So uh, it seems like they are... Um, nailing this trade deadline, at least to this point. And that hasn't necessarily been the case in their tenure. In 2017, they they bought and then sold and then made the playoffs. 2018, they traded away Presley, uh, you know, and he immediately became an elite reliever. 2019, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about not getting a starter. 2020, I don't believe they've made a trade. So um, this, to me, is shaping up like the first trade deadline that they really are hitting on. Um and so you're right, Dex. Good for them for recognizing where they are and realizing that you can't just run this back. You can't just retool for 2022. They're they're too far away, I think. And so I think 2023 and 24 is, is much more realistic, and and they have the self awareness, as you said, to to realize that. Hey, Jake, how surprised are you that the Padres didn't come in and uh, trump what the Blue Jays offered? Because you know it sounded like, in, in fact, I saw a report at some point last night that basically sounded like Scherzer to the Padres was done. Clearly it was not. And then we see that the Nationals send Scherzer and Trey Turner, which is unbelievable, to the Dodgers, uh, which made me me think, well, the Padres are going to have to and will step up. Because, I mean, the Padres are about as all in as you can possibly get. Uh, They clearly didn't like what the Twins asked for and said no. And, And as far as I can tell, it was we entered yesterday with Scherzer 1A. Or, or one, and Barrios too. Are you a bit surprised that the Padres didn't come in and uh, and offer the Twins a bit more too? Because I would imagine that the Twins might have expected that. I am surprised. I actually, I thought that that's where Barrios would end up once Scherzer ended up going to the Dodgers because they're in an arms race, obviously, with the Dodgers and the Giants, and they have the prospect capital to get that trade done. Um, uh, the GM, AJ, uh, AJ Preller, right? Uh, the GM yep. in yes. uh, San Diego, it, it, you know, is known for wheeling and dealing and, and making big trades. Uh, so, so I did expect him to end up there. It shows you the strength, I think, probably of, of Toronto's offer. You know, I mean, we don't know what San Diego was offering, obviously, but they have a lot of prospect capital and I'm sure they made a strong offer. So it shows you how highly uh, the Twins think of Austin Martin and, and Richardson, I guess, maybe to a slightly lesser extent, but Austin Martin is a top 25, you know, consensus top 25 global prospect. You know, I mean, this is a guy uh, who's right there with with Royce Lewis and and some of the other, you know, big names, uh, uh, you know, in the minors. So, um, you know, they had offers from it was reported what at least four, I believe at least four teams uh, made offers and probably more than haven't heard about. Uh, so, uh, you know, this to me, it, it suggests that that Toronto's offer was, uh, you know, overwhelming, right? The Twins said they had to be overwhelmed. I don't know that's necessarily true, but this is an overwhelming offer for Barrios. I mean, I, I do think, I understand Toronto's fans are upset with this. I get that. I would be happy as a Blue Jays fan uh, because they're going for it, but they gave up a lot. There's no question. And um, now San Diego has to pivot. Maybe they give up a little bit for Maeda. Maybe they give up something for Maeda or Pineda. Um yeah. 
Pineda you know, did talk to. They, yes. He's definitely on the table, but he's going to get you a quaint little return. He, here's also another nugget from Mark Feinstein, who just tweeted yep. out just a couple minutes ago. He said, the Brewers and Giants are still looking to add an impact bat per source. The Blue Jays are also seeking a bat even after dealing two top prospects for so, Jose Barrios. That's great stuff. So the Blue Jays, so here's my theory, okay? I believe within the next week or so, they are going to play their first game in Toronto Rogers Center in over a year because mm-hmm. they, they were displaced by the pandemic uh, to Buffalo for all of the uh, truncated 2020 season. They started this year playing at their spring training complex in Dunedin, and then when it got too hot in Florida, moved to Buffalo. They've been given the go-ahead now to return to Toronto. This is clearly also about, and it's not dumb, making a splash back home, though. Uh, and so the Twins clearly benefited off of that fact as well. Uh, I would love to know what the Padres said no to, because I would guess that, that they at least got the chance to say no. In Dex, start with, with you. What is going to be your um, your opinion or thoughts now, looking back on Brios's tenure here? Because he certainly had an impact. Uh, he certainly came up as a big-time prospect, and he delivered quite a bit as well, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, Phil said it when we first kicked off this about an hour ago that he, he's the best Twins pitcher since Johan Santana. Now, he's not on the same level as Johan. Johan had a run there for five, six years where he was the best pitcher in baseball. But after that, I mean, who who's after Jose Barrios? Scott Baker? Like, ser- like, seriously, if you really look at the pitchers that they have developed post-Johan Santana era, who is the, the second best person? It, it, is, it is an insane drop-off after Jose. Um and also, Barrios was drafted right under the Bill Smith, Terry Ryan era. So, like, he wasn't even, Barrios wasn't even part of Falvin's property right now. And, and that's, there's a little bit of worrisome there that, all right, now you've got two other prospects. So, they, are these guys going to turn into something? And I know in 2020, there was no season and this, this, and that. But, well, then how come other teams are popping up and being successful in 2021? Just because, the, just because there was a, not a lost season last year, and obviously it was a trying year for everyone in the world, but at the same time, we're just going to give them a pass and say, well, it, it's bad luck. It's not bad luck. It's baseball, and there's other teams that are winning baseball games and developing their pitchers and developing their players into helping their team being World Series contenders. So I truly hope that they are able to develop some of these pitchers. Joe Ryan pitched another gem today for Team USA in the Olympics, so hopefully he is something. Um, I, I'm curious that the pitchers that they can develop because it's not just Derek Falvey and Levine. You go back down that list that I just listed earlier, the, the second-best pitching prospect the Twins have probably developed is seriously Scott Baker, and that's kind of sad. Very sad. Yeah, so so on Barrios, I mean, I, I, he was a very, very good pitcher, a very consistent pitcher, and very durable. And in today's game, uh, that's a hot commodity, you know? I mean, that's not something that a lot of pitchers can can uh, sort of stamp their name to, you know? I mean, he went... Did you come yeah, yeah. What's that? No, you're good. Oh, you, you're, you're fine. For a Keep going. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he never went on the IL. He put up very consistent numbers. He never made the leap right? So that's, if you want to go negative, that's the criticism. He never made the leap from very good, uh, you know, number two, number one on some teams to a true ace. You know, mm-hmm. he never got, he never got there, but he was a guy who was consistently in that 3.5 uh, to four ERA range every year uh, and, and will give you 200 innings. That's, that's a guy that has a lot of value. Um, I, you know, I, I do wonder if he's going to get exposed a little bit in the AL East. Because he's now going to be facing, he's not facing the Royals 
and the Tigers uh, and Cleveland 18 times a year. Or whatever, you know, the, you know the, he's going to be facing, uh, I'm sorry, Boston, New York, right? Uh, Tampa. I mean, yeah. he's going to be facing some of the best offenses in the game. Yes. I, it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, if he's able to compete and able to put up the same type of, of numbers in Toronto as he has in Minnesota, because it is a big jump from the AL Central to the AL East. You know, but um, as far as his legacy as a twin, like Dex said, he's the best twins pitcher since Johan Santana, and it's not particularly close. I don't think we probably appreciated him enough because he didn't make that leap and we were expecting him to be that true ace. But uh, when you can throw 200 innings a year, basically every year, and put up an ERA of around 3.5 or 3.6, that is very valuable. Uh, and he does deserve to get paid, and he will get paid, you know, after 2022. The one thing about him that I'll never completely get my head wrapped around, and, and I think it definitely, because it statistically changed his output, was the August swoons, mm-hmm. which never made sense to me because he bounced back from them. Well, like, if he hit, if he had just continued to hit that month, and okay, the rest of the season, a disaster, but he didn't. He would hit basically August 1. And he would struggle until September 5th, and then he'd be fine. And if, if you, you guys recall, going back, at one point we talked about how, you know, he, he would uh, post on Twitter or something about him pushing cars during the winter down home. He, he'd, be, he'd be doing all of this strenuous exercise. And the twins were like, okay, we're going to cut back on, on that, and hopefully that's going to end the August swoon. And it really didn't at times. And that, to me, is the weird thing because I think – Part of the reason why we never considered him to be going up into that stratosphere of true ace was because of that, because that's a pretty damn important month in baseball. And he would somehow come unglued at times and then he'd be fine. And when he was fine, Jake, or Jake, to your point, he was a horse. He was damn good. Um, they developed a good pitcher there. The other thing, too, and I give him credit, too. So it was 2019. He he was going through, I think, the August slump and they might have played the Tigers and he got hit hard. He, he looked awful got lifted early and went home or, or he waited until the end of the game and then escaped the clubhouse before the media came in. And I remember being critical saying, if you're going to be an ace dude, you got to stick around and, and just, you know, play the role. I'm not saying that it's easy. And I'm not saying that you have to say I stunk, but you can't just duck out. Well, today he's doing a zoom call with the local press. Which is that. really classy, which you, which Cruz did, but you don't need to do. Like like he could get on a plane at the St. Louis airport, go meet the Blue Jays, and be done, right? But he's doing a call, and I know we we can debate this: is that a big deal? Is that not? But in my mind, it is because it shows a certain maturity and it shows a certain class that guys who get it do. So good on him, and I do think that. The day that he left before talking to the press helped him mature some. And because I think he's a good kid. Like, I always think he's he's been a good kid. But that being said, I think he had some things to learn. And I think he's developed off of that. And, and if he is ever going to get to be the pitcher that we expected, that's an important step too. accountability. And basically knowing that you're too important not to answer questions at times. So good on him for doing that. I think that shows a lot. And Toronto, I think, is getting a class guy. I don't think there's any question. He, it's a classy move to do that today. Uh, and and let's you know, let's be clear. He made 
what one real mistake that we're hitting on not talking to the media in 2019 in what six years with the twins right so if that's his worst mistake in terms of character issues i mean that's nothing you know um and he apologized the next day for that um he deserved to be criticized and and he got it and he apologized um but yeah, I think he's a really high character guy. His work ethic is off the charts. Like you said, you know, pushing cars or whatever in the offseason. But you guys have, have covered a lot more games than I have. But I've seen him in the few games that I've covered, you know, the morning after starts, right? Day game after a night game, he started the night before and he's running laps. I remember at Wrigley Field, that series they played against the Cubs in 2018 when it was like 100 degrees and like five guys yeah. left with heat stroke. Sorry I covered, for the league, yes. Yeah, yeah. I covered that series. And I remember seeing Barrios out there. Uh, one of those mornings running laps around Wrigley when it was like a hundred degrees with like a ton of humidity. And it's like, wow. uh, that, that really struck me as, you know, and he's, he was 23, 24 at that time. I mean, his work ethic is legit. He wants to be great. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think the Blue Jays are getting a class guy and I'm really glad to see that he is meeting with the media one last time. You're right. He, there's no reason he does not have to do that. I'm sure it's going to be a struggle to get to Canada with all the, um, you know, issues he's going to have to encounter, you know, going across the border. Um, so for him to take time to do that is is a class move. Good for him. Hey, fellas, I know we're uh, probably going to wrap this one up here maybe pretty shortly because Judd has to get out, get out to Vikings training camp. But this just coming in from John Heyman. Phillies are among the six to seven teams checking in on Byron Buxton. With the Barrio steal, things have heated up, and the Phillies love Byron Buxton for center field. Terry Ryan influence right there, gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Terry Ryan's going to be in somebody's ear, and he's been around. They'll listen to him. Yep. Um, I'm telling you right now, I will not, if they trade Buxton today, I will not have the same reaction that I have had about Barrios. Um, to me, it borders on inexcusable to trade him today. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'd be I, really not happy with them. I mean, the return would have to be so, so overwhelming. I'm talking about much more than what they got for Barrios, you know, for, for me to sign off on any sort of Buxton deal. I, I just don't think you can trade the guy. I think he's basically untouchable. I'd be, I, I'm with you. I'd be really disappointed unless the return was just so off the charts. Here's my problem with it. the way they could say no. So, you know, Phil says, and he's right, that, that the Barrios trade, what you're getting back are lottery tickets for guys that could be great. Like they might not be, who knows, but they, they might be great. Uh, but you know what Barrios is and he's damn good. And he's going to give Toronto, you know, a good starting pitcher, but you then in turn get back two guys who could be Barrios. And I don't know, a really good shortstop um, in Buxton. My first thought is this, and I know he's hurt and I know we're all frustrated and believe me, I, you know, Jake, you're, you're conflicted. I'm conflicted. Declan is too at different times on how we feel about Buxton. The reality though, is he remains the ultimate lottery ticket. Cause if you ever get that stretch where he can stay healthy and I mean, hell when he's not, sometimes he's great. But my point is, I don't know that you could get a return back unless it was proven players right now. Yes. I don't, I don't know that there's, it's one of the most, it's one of the hardest discussions to have because there's so much unknown about Buxton. Um, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I I, I could say, well, I, I got a, a, a outfield prospect back and a pitching prospect and something else. Uh, because I guess my question is going to be, what if, and he, you know, for all that we fret and it's BS, but about who's the next Ortiz, right? Jake, we've talked about this. This might be the next Ortiz. If he mm-hmm. goes somewhere, 
and you know, stays healthy. We're talking about a guy, and you can laugh all you want, but I'm sorry if Byron Buxton puts together five healthy seasons in which he plays like he is now. We're talking about who about a guy who will at least get Hall of Fame discussion. You're talking about like Mike Trout. You're literally talking about if yeah. if you if you give if you if the expectation expectation is what he's been able to do when he's on the field healthy over 162 over five years. You're literally talking about Mike Trout, a once generational player. That's exactly right. And, and to to address the comment on the screen right now, I, I think the reason you keep him is not is not for the rest of this season and next season. It's to sign him to an extension. That's why you keep him uh, to, to, to because. The commenter is right. Um, if you're just going to keep him for for this year and next, you you should trade him. But the I think the goal with Buxton should be, as Judd's saying, um, to sign him to a big extension. And if that's five for a hundred or whatever it is, you, you have to do it because he's such a generational talent. Just real quick, there's another commenter saying, "Why does Donaldson have no trade value?" That's not what we're, because he's he's a good defender and has a good bat. That's not what we're saying. He's still a very good player. Yep. Um, it's his contract. It's his contract. Why he uh, doesn't have a ton of trade value, but um, but yeah, he's, he's obviously still c- can contribute to a winner for sure. But yes, with Buxton, you only trade him if you think there's no chance you sign him to an extension. And I still think there's a chance. I still think that they can make that happen. And I think they need to. I think they need to pay uh, not not a blank check, right? Nobody's saying blank check, uh, but they need to up their ante significantly on uh, on Buxton because I just think, yes, he's hurt all the time, but all it takes, as Dex said, is that one stretch, that one stretch. If he puts together one full season on a good team, he's Mike Trout. He's Willie Mays. I mean, the numbers he's putting up right now, he's Willie Mays, you know, with his defensive value. So um, I just, I don't think you can punt on those guys ever. I really don't. I think you do whatever it takes to get him signed to a big extension and and hope that he can stay healthy for most of it. And if he does begin to play and stay healthy and play like he currently was before he got hurt, there's no return you're going to get, I guarantee it, that's going to justify the trade. On Barrios, it's a chance. But you know what? It's worth taking. Um, in a perfect world, you would have signed him long-term, but you didn't. It's forgivable, though. If Buxton gets traded and becomes the player that we think he can, and I know that's an if, but if he does, it's unforgivable. It is unforgivable. It is a trade that will go down. It, it will be on Falvey and Levine's grave, the headstone of their grave. Here lies the man that traded Byron Buxton. Do you want that on your grave? Ain't nobody going to remember the Brios trade. So I'm just saying that it's that it's that difficult of situation. Um, and I can't think of another one currently in baseball like it. When your ceiling is Mike Trout, and Willie Mays, and you've proven in short stretches that you can perform at that level, you can, you do not give up on a player like that. You just don't. And I know he's injured all the time. I get it. I get how difficult this is to come up with a fair offer for him. Um, but when you're ceiling, when you have a player whose ceiling is that high, I just think you have to gamble a little bit and hope that he can have healthy stretches. Okay, Dex, before we wrap things up, yep. is there any more uh, Fine Sand or Morosi or Heyman or Rosenthal? or passing, or Jake DePew news to report? Nothing really in the guards of, of rumors. Uh, John Heyman pointing out this good fact, if you, if you want some optimism for the Twins. Uh, Austin Martin gives the Twins quite an impressive stash of young positional prospect players. Martin, Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick, Ryan Jeffers, 
Uh, Nick Gordon, Jose Miranda, Nick Sabato. I, I do know Nick. Royce, you guys see Nick Sabato's numbers in high A yesterday? Aaron no. Sabato. Or Aaron yeah. Sabato, excuse me. Uh, it's He's hitting it's, below the Mendoza line, four bombs. That might be a wash of a first-round pick. That That is not a good yeah. sign. And he's older, too, so it's not even like exactly. he's younger. If, if he was 19, he's hitting that. That's okay. He's 22. That's a humongous cause for concern. Just quickly on it that is, pick, here's the one is. thing I, I don't don't get. So I, I applauded them ha- having a guy like Lewis in the system and Austin Martin, who we talked about as a shortstop outfielder athlete type. How did the Sabato pick make sense in th- their world? He's basically uh, upside as a basher. And I get that they like bashers, but when you're taking prospects, don't you more so want to develop athletic talent? The Sabato one always struck me, and I, you know, I never thought the Bombo squad, which was just a pleasant pop-up thing to me, was supposed to reflect organizational philosophy. What what am I missing there, do you think, Depew? I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know enough about Sabato. I, I don't know. I mean, he's a masher, like you said. I don't know what their thought process was in drafting him. I I thought it was a strange pick at the time for the reason you said, because he's not super athletic. He's he's more of like a Kyle Schwarber type. Um, and I think, you know, they obviously saw the power potential and, and were hoping to develop him into that type of player. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that like Dex said, he's, he's what, 22 at, at low A putting up those numbers. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you call it on him, obviously, you know, maybe he's injured and we don't know it. Uh, maybe he's just going through some sort of bad stretch and is tweaking his swing, but, um, that was a first round pick. It's a first round pick. And, um, for him to be struggling, that badly at his age is not a good look at all. And and you're right, it's not it's not in line with I think how a lot of teams think, which is draft athletes and develop them into players, you know. Um so yeah, it, but you know, we'll, 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 you have to give them a little bit more time, but but I but I do agree with the the general point of that tweet that Tex was saying, there are a lot of position players um in the in the minors now with the Twins or, or that have emerged in the majors to be excited about. Jose Miranda I mean, his glove has always been legit, right? He can play around the infield, all four positions in the infield. The numbers that he's putting up at AAA, and I get it's AAA, it's watered down, but his numbers are incredible. I think he's reached base in, I I believe, every game uh, Mm -hmm. since he's gotten to AAA. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that makes trading Donaldson, to me, even more interesting because you have a ready replacement, right? He's ready to go. You could insert him right now and get him at bats at the big league level. Jack, you you done? I, th- I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, um, if, uh, yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll probably wrap this here soon. Uh, but if yep. if another big trade, mostly a Donaldson or a Bucks and one goes down, um, we'll probably react to that. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, Michael Pineda and Hansel Robles and Andrelton Simmons. Andrelton Simmons gets I'm sorry, traded, guys. We're not going to do the no. Davey Concepcion, Burt Campaneras, <laughs> no. Mark Belanger. Oh, my God, they've lost a great defensive player, perhaps the greatest defensive shortstop in Twins history you, next. You, you keep one in the chamber for that one. But uh, if, it, if it's Buxton or if it's Donaldson or if it's something significant, we will hop back on. We have also um, other Vikings and other things to get posted here. So we'll, we'll obviously have that content for you as well. More speaking for myself. Um, yep. but yes, we will, uh, wrap it up. we, we, we will, uh, be, we will be on standby if a big trade comes down. So the, again, the, uh, trade deadline, major league baseball, two hours away, approximately it's 1251 central right now. The deadline is 3 PM central. If you have not heard and are just tuning in, Jose Barrios has been traded to the Toronto blue Jays. 
The Twins get back shortstop outfielder Austin Martin, the second-best prospect in the Jays organization, and right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods-Richardson. Both of them are at AA. I am sure there is, is more to come. As Declan said, if there's a big trade, we'll jump back on. If they trade Pineda, you're on your own. Thanks to Jake DePew, executive producer Declan Goff. I'm Judd Zolgat. Follow all the Mackie and Judd Purple Daily. We got you covered when it comes to Minnesota sports. We'll talk to you later. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.